The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Ladies and gents, welcome to SJP World Media. This is, of course, in the corner. Hope you're having a good day, good evening. Hope you've had a great weekend. Smackdown, obviously, was this Friday. Some good stuff on there, actually, to be fair. Uh, Some uh, stories being uh, progressed. Some new ones. Looks like they're coming out and pushing a few others. Uh, you can follow the show at In The Corner WWE on Twitter. And obviously you can find all the shows here on SJP World Media. Find SJP World Media on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and where most other podcasts are available. Um, I want to thank everybody for the feedback and the uh, the positive feedback as well. Uh, the shows, we've had Tyler on the last couple Uh uh, we did some extreme rules. Obviously, we did the review after. Um, I really appreciate people listening. I really do. Um, to be honest, in a weird way, I've always I always try and do shows how I would like them to be and how I'd like to if, as a fan listening to others talking about wrestling. Um, so, uh, and Tyler, you know, literally that first show, I literally had him on, and um, I'd spoke to him for maybe ten fifteen minutes before we recorded. We had passed messages, uh, you know, backwards and forwards leading up to it, but we hadn't actually spoke um, until that night. So it was really cool. Um, just somebody to really get easy, get on with. And uh, based on what everybody has said, uh, you know, it's really positive feedback. Um, and you've enjoyed the shows that he's been on. So we'll see what we can do about um, possibly uh, making him more of a regular fixture on this show if he's available uh we'll you know i'm talking to him at the moment about that actually so based on your you guys feedback so you know i've also got some ideas of how this show is going to progress um down the line um i'd really like to do it live and uh you know fit a phone line in somewhere here so people could call in so we'll be live on certain days but it's just trying to find that balance of being able to commit to a day at least to be live, not maybe not maybe I do one a week where I'm live and another one where I'm not live. Maybe that would be better, possibly rather than trying to do both shows live. Maybe I don't know. Uh, any ideas on this, ladies and gents? Uh, thank you. You know, at in the corner WWE on Twitter. Um, send any ideas to SJP World Media as well. You can pass them on to me as well. Uh, I've got plenty of ideas. It's just how to execute them and also how to make sure it's consistent um at least with recording episodes like i am at the moment i can kind of do them when i have a spare half hour an hour two hours in some cases what mean uh mean tyler did and it was such good fun having him on so we'll see um got a few things planned uh coming up obviously survivor series obviously crown draws next but survivor series is coming we're on about maybe we're on about maybe doing like a you know reviewing an old episode of um, of a Survivor series, basically. Hence why you know because Survivor series is coming up, it makes sense, doesn't it? I suppose. Um, so if you do have any, we've got a couple in mind, but we'll put a poll up maybe. Uh, but any Survivor series pay per views that you remember 
or moments, um, let us know them at In the Corner WWE on Twitter. And I've pushed it three times already, which I don't normally do. But it's good to have this feedback, and I love having the questions and stuff. Um, which, to be fair, you know, doing this show, I think people are starting to listen more regularly as well. And I'm seeing the numbers that uh, Size uh, uh, told me about, and you know, it's it's a good start. And I don't know how many episodes we're in now, 22, 23 episodes, something like that. Um, I didn't look. I normally look to see how many episodes I've actually done before I come on and hit the record button and stuff. But uh, a bit of a rush today. Um, it's one of those weekends where it's just kind of got away with me and I'm recording a bit later than I actually wanted to. So in terms of in the corner episodes, talking about SmackDown and wrestling in general, or WWE at least, uh, this is episode 22, which to be fair... That's insane in itself for me. <laughs> uh, and the reason I do the show mainly solo, uh, and it's no disrespect to anybody, but we all have lives. If I try and plan somebody to come on and they can't make it on, you know, then I've, and if I've advertised it especially and planned a show around having that other person, it's sometimes I find it harder to do that. I love chatting to somebody else about wrestling. So we're going to probably do more guests uh you know uh, people coming on to do reviews of the pay-per-views and stuff and the premium show whenever something comes up that i feel that needs to be addressed and have some uh, feedback we'll get them in and stuff like that so um but yeah enough of me waffling on about uh, what i might be able to do the show like i said any ideas at in the corner wwe what i was going to say was any survivor series pay-per-views that you really liked um chuck me a message on uh, on at in the corner wwe uh, and, um, you know, let me know, um, why you liked it. Um, and is it a go-to for you in super in survivor series? I've got a go-to Royal rumble match all the time. Um, I don't necessarily watch the whole pay-per-view, but I watch the rumble itself. So, uh, one of my favorites to this day is, um, Royal rumble 2001. And I think there's a lot of people out there who listen to this show who probably, um, probably feel the same to a degree. So, um, but yeah. Let me know if you're new. I mean, I'm trying to think of Survivor Series. I mean, moments, yeah. There's some, been some great moments in Survivor Series history, obviously, uh, for myself personally. I mean, I know the invasion angle gets a lot of uh, a lot of stick um, for obvious reasons, but I, I enjoyed it to be honest. At the time, I don't. I was only like a year in myself, so you know, I knew who most of these other people were. Uh, yes, it would have been cool to see Sting versus Undertaker back in that era, um, but you know, unfortunately, it didn't happen, uh, which is a shame. Uh, you know, but some of these guys had contracts, which I think I spoke to Tyler about. But uh, we have contracts where they got to stay home for a couple of years and rest and rest their bodies and earn some money and spend some time with their families or even start a family. So why wouldn't you do that? You know, <laughs> to a degree. Yes, it would have been cool to see certain matches. Of course, it would, but. Sometimes it just doesn't pay out the way you uh, the way you want it to. Uh, anyway, let me know uh, your some of your favorite in, in the Survivor Series moments or even pay per views themselves and why. You know that'd be brilliant to hear. Uh, we'll try and put a tweet out at some point for it as well. But we're hoping to pick one out and um, talk about it. Uh, we've got a few suggestions already, um, so but we I might put a poll up. And we'll do it. We'll do it chain wrestling style, and uh, get you guys to pick which one we should talk about. Maybe no, no, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do a poll. Get, give me some suggestions, and we'll do that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, for those who have just tuned in, he says, "Who people who have to play on a podcast? Why would you start it at seven minutes fifty nine seconds, um, or eight minutes two seconds now? Three, four, five. Anyway." <laughs> um, 
I was going to share something about the show, but I'll share it now. I'll share it on Monday. I'll share it on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, sorry. Oh, this is the next. No, Wednesday. I've changed my time. So, sorry. This show comes out on a Wednesday and a Sunday now, apart from when premium events are happening, because we want to be able to talk about the show on a Sunday or a Monday. Uh, so, yeah. The schedule changes slightly when there's a premium event on. But generally, Wednesday and Sunday, these shows come out. Um, sometimes we do special ones if we have time. We've got one I really want to do, but it's just having the time and getting everybody together, um, which I've already spoke to a few people about doing, and hopefully we can get that done soon. Well, I would like to make that uh, maybe an annual thing, uh, if we can. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm waffling today, and I apologize. I've literally rushed home and you know set everything up and then you know text messages here and there and stuff but yeah life anyway smackdown started off this week um so it was on october 14th and the show started off pretty hectic to be fair normally you're gonna go yeah there's fighting or whatever you don't but this was a car accident that happened in the parking lot and involving carrying cross and another vehicle and scarlet was there as well carrying looked like um he had had the worst end of it and out of nowhere uh, Drew McIntyre came out and attacked um, uh, attacked Carrion uh, Cross, and um, yeah, so I'm basically screaming at him, "This isn't over." So um, we did speculate on the uh, the Extreme Rules review show that this wasn't over this this uh, rivalry, um, and it looks like very much that it's not. So um, Drew McIntyre, obviously, two losses at. Um, Pretty big events, to be fair. Clash of the Castle, now Extreme Rules. Um, there's even talk about maybe Drew goes heel at some point, but uh, I don't. I don't necessarily see that right now. But you know, anything's possible in WWE, as they say. Um, but yeah, they, uh, so there was a car accident with. Uh, by the looks of it, it was carrying Cross in the car. You don't, you don't see it; it's already happened when SmackDown comes on the air. Drew McIntyre comes out nowhere, attacks him, um, and has to be restrained. And says this isn't over. Now, Carrion Cross is actually billed to be in a fatal four-way uh, uh, at the evening uh, for the main event of SmackDown to cr- to um, crown a new number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And this uh, match is um, uh, well, I say they build it after actually because it's a bit weird because we had this, we had Sami Zayn um, versus who was he against again? I've forgotten. Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston. Um, we get a phone call with Sami uh, before he comes out uh, from uh, Roman telling, telling Jay essentially make sure Sami wins. It didn't go well on Monday. Sami lost on Monday. Um, and basically this time, uh, Sami did pick up a uh, much-needed win. Quite a good match between Kofi and Sami. We're both two guys, I think, put on a great match any, at any time. You know, you could almost guarantee that these two are put on a good match, and it was a good match. Um, but Jay Uso uh, made his presence known. He super kicked um, Xavier Woods. Um, it distracted Kofi. Uh, Blue Thunder Bomb was hit, got a two count, uh, and then basically Jay. There was a, like a roll up by Kingston, and then had uh, Zayn was they you know Zayn's shoulders were down. But Jay managed to get in the ring and kick Kofi in the face and referee didn't see it because he was like slid under the ropes. And basically, as I've already said, um, Sami Zayn picked up the victory. Um, but the, one, of the main, one of the main stories from this uh, SmackDown is that Rey Mysterio came to speak to Triple H. We saw Triple H on the show again. It's good to see him on TV again. I'm glad that he's not like fully like all over the schedule. But it is nice to see him on TV 
but Rey Mysterio has come to SmackDown to chat to Triple H. And basically, the, the short version is, ladies and gents, is that Rey Mysterio was going to quit WWE. Um, and Triple H says, let's go into my office and let's talk about it. And we don't see Rey again uh, for the rest of the evening as it goes on. Uh, I'm going to run through, as I said, the main event I will get into in a moment. There's also obviously two things I want to get into mainly on this show, and that's uh, the Bray Wyatt and the main event of SmackDown this week. That's not taking anything away from the rest of SmackDown. Overall, the show, again, I say this every week, ladies and gents, so get that shot glass ready. Raw is too long. The only other thing I have a gripe about is DDTs, which we've already spoke about on a previous show with Tyler. But Raw's too long. And we've we've been tired of laid out already, and we've said, but basically, even when it's good, three hours is too long. Um, yes, a pay per view, a special show, fine. Every week it is becoming a it becomes a bit of a marathon, doesn't it? So, um, and bearing in mind, I only watch Raw and SmackDown. I don't even watch NXT anymore at the moment. Um, but imagine watching Raw, NXT, and then SmackDown, and that's just WWE. You chuck in if you're an AEW fan. You chuck in AEW in there as well, and any other you know ring of you know um, New Japan or anything like that. You've, you that's a lot of wrestling, you know. And as much as we love wrestling as fans, you can have too much of a good thing. Uh, and I'm sure we've covered that enough. So I'm sure some of you are probably sick of me saying that by now. But that's general gist. Um, I want to make note quickly of uh, Braun Strowman had a match against uh, a bit like Omas on Raw. He's basically having enhancement matches at the moment. And uh, Braun Strowman took on James Maverick and Brian Thomas. He beat them. You know, you're not expecting them to beat Braun Strowman anyway. I know it's two against one. Um, I was surprised by this move. I could see this down the line, but I'm surprised they've done it so quickly for me um, because they're only building Omas up on Raw again after his losses. And then Braun's not long been back in WWE. But they have Omas come to SmackDown, an MVP, uh, you know. The, the microphone actually cut out, but... Um, basically mocking the fact that Braun Strowman calls himself the monster among monsters. And so they're looking like they're setting up an Omas Braun thing. But I think this is too, personally, I think this is way too soon. You, I feel as though Omas should just be kept away from Braun at the moment, build him up and no disrespect from the local competitors, but we haven't seen Omas really beat anybody of note in WWE. Um, and Braun's only been back maybe, what, a month? Um, so I'd like to have seen these two kept separate for now because that is a moment in the Rumble itself, just having those two, you know, the big guys. Do you know what? For once, I'd like to see a swerve here. If they're going to insist on pursuing the Braun-Omas storyline, I would rather see them join forces with MVP, maybe talking some sense into Braun and have these two together because it'd be something different. Yeah, we, we have seen it in the past. I'm not disputing this. I'm not saying it's breaking, you know, <laughs> wrestling history books or anything. But it would be, it's, they're going to put these two together. And Omas hasn't been built enough for me to be, I'm not saying he's not, you know, when you see him come to the ring, he's a big guy. Same with Braun, you know stuff's going down. Um, but they don't have that aura around them like you would back in the day maybe with a big show, a Kane and Undertaker, um, you know, coming to the ring. You know, you go, when you see certain people come down once they've been built enough, you go, here we go. We're going to see some real good shit here. This is, for me, you know me, I know it's unfiltered, uncut, and I could be a lot more harsh than I probably am, to be fair. Um, This is, I don't like this at the moment because I don't feel as though Omas especially has not been built enough. He's been beating 
local talent. I'll leave it that way. And that's no disrespect to the local talent, but I've not. We haven't seen Omas really destroy anybody, take anybody on. I'm not saying he has to win the title, but we haven't seen enough of Omas in the ring, in a sense of. And even Braun, to a degree, we know what Braun's capable. We've he's had he's got a history with his company. Obviously, Omas is you know he was uh, AJ Styles' bodyguard. Um, he was a bit of a challenge for Bobby Lashley, um, but ultimately, Bobby Lashley came up trumps on that. So, I like to see Omas be be created into more of a. You know, we I've already said it. We need to see him against some other talent that is a bit more established to maybe have him go over to start making him more of a serious threat for me. This is me talking, obviously, my perspective. Again, anything I talk about, I want to hear, you know, if you think about this Omas Braun thing, but this is one thing this week that I am not a fan of at the moment. Um, I believe it's too soon, you know. I'm a guy with a microphone. What do I know? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my take on it. Um, I think that this is way too soon, um, and Omas needs to be... Uh, built a bit more and even Braun could be you know rebuilt to a degree so this is too soon uh, you know unless we go the way of Braun and Omas team up that I would be interested in seeing because then you've got a legitimate team yes they aren't I mean Braun's quick he's a big guy Omas is more of the slower of the two I would say but that could work and an intimidating team especially if they start going over over the tag teams and destroying them you know, have moments like, uh, you know, when Brock was champion, universal champion a few years ago, it looked like these, like a Finn Balor or somebody was going to beat them and then obviously they didn't, but we could, I would rather see these two as a team than uh, opponents at the moment. So yeah, we'll move on before I get, uh, we haven't, I haven't done this for a while. I can't do it because it's not plugged in. I'm charging it. <laughs> it was going to be the shoosh. Um, and there we go. Uh, LA Knight is officially back to LA Knight, uh, which we already spoke about. Um, he had a bit of a brief match uh, this week, uh, and he defeated uh, defeated him. Uh, Mansoor uh, defeated him very quickly. Um, I didn't expect anything less, to be totally honest. But what I did like after the match, he did cut a promo, and although he got a good pop going into the um, into the match, and people cheering the fact that he is LA Knight now again, finally, um, it was basically more uh, he cut the promo. That basically uh, is to me was letting us know that actually I didn't do it for you, I did it for me. So for me, he's cut a heel promo. So actually, although it looked like he was possibly going to be, um, a, you know, a, fa- a baby face, I think actually going the heel route is actually a better move for LA Knight. Uh, he's got that look about him, and um, talking to um, talking to some mates about him because I'm not overly familiar with everything that he's done. Uh, his promos back in uh, was it TNA. I think they said um, we're really good. So, you know, we're starting to build. I said it on the other show, but I feel like we're, we're seeing a lot of foundations being laid here within the company of WWE at the moment. So it's good. Um, there's a pick your poison match this uh, this week on NXT. So that's filtered into the main roster. Um, uh, Roxanne Perez has come to SmackDown. She ends up teaming with uh, uh, Shotzi and Rodriguez against Damage Control. Um, damage control get the a much needed win to be honest. I know, I know. Um, Io Shirai, uh, Io Sky, sorry, and um, Dakota Kai haven't necessarily lost matches much, but Bailey's obviously got two on the bounce, uh, not winning the women's championship and then losing on Raw. Um, 
in order to keep this group somewhat uh, relevant, not relevant, that's the wrong word, but to keep their momentum going, uh, I feel like this win was needed. Uh, a six-man tag um, wasn't the worst one ever, um, but uh, Bailey hit the uh, Bailey to belly. Uh, could only get a two count at one point. Uh, a good back and forth between Perez and Bailey. Ended up with Bailey securing a pin four with uh, with the win. So Bailey got the actual pin as well. So that's actually her first win since Extreme Rules. Um, and that's it. I mean, and that's it really. There's not much more to say about it. Um, interesting to see where Bailey goes from here after not uh, capturing the Raw Women's Championship. Another thing I want to say is. Um, I feel like soon we need Triple H to come out. Whether he names GMs for each show, I don't know. Obviously, um, the way it's gone, Bray Wyatt's allegedly on SmackDown, even though we've seen glimpses of him on Raw. And it's the same with Braun Strowman. He's supposed to be on SmackDown, but we're seeing, seeing him on Raw. I think soon we need to have... I'd love to see that old draft they used to do, where they used to have matches and then the, the screen with the logo and everything. Um and then somebody would be drafted. But I, I feel like the show, you know, the bloodline to a degree, the bloodline are probably the only ones viable for my liking because they're, they're both Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. Roman's got both heavyweight championships. So, you know, you might have a Raw superstar come and challenge Roman or a team to come and challenge the Usos on SmackDown or Raw or vice versa. That's, to me, in my head, that makes sense. But I feel like soon we need to have these brands literally a line down the middle. This is SmackDown. This is Raw, especially with War Games coming up. Um, on the uh, previous show, I also said about some things I thought that might happen in terms of War Games. Uh, tune into that one um, if you haven't heard it already. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff going on on SmackDown. Uh, Legado, Legado del Fantasma defeat Hit Row. Hit Row, I'm struggling with. I'm not going to lie. I I see the appeal. But personally, I haven't seen. Um, there's potential there. Um, I'm actually interested in Legado del Fantasma because I just I think they look really good, and they got Selena Vega with them. That probably is why. That's probably the main reason why. Um, but uh, you know, del Fantasma win. They, there is some cheating going on, which is what I like. Weirdly, in terms of making them a heel group, uh, we are still seeing these guys being built. Uh, Hit Row. I don't know what Hit Row can do for me to make me go. I like though. Um, I yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> the match was okay. The uh, the segment was okay, but Hit Row, I just haven't quite. I haven't warmed up to them yet. I would like to know what you think about Hit Row, ladies and gents, at in the corner WWE on Twitter, because I'm struggling. Am I missing something? Let me know. But at the moment, I'm not jumping out my. When you see certain people come out, you know, you jump. Oh yeah, cool. I want to see this match. I, I'm not. But I'm not interested at the moment. And maybe it's because I don't know who what they're about, really. I mean, we've seen snippets of them, but I can't quite place what it is <laughs> for me um, about them. I, I, yeah, I can't really say much more because I don't know what to say about them. They don't interest me at the moment, and that's the problem. Um, but Darth and Tasma, I'm, I'm liking the look of them. I'm liking the teamwork and stuff we've seen so far. Um, I watched The Bump this week, funnily enough, which has nothing to do with SmackDown, but... Uh, the Los Lotharios are on there and actually I think they're quite a good team as well and I'm interested to see where they go um, uh, going forward um, yeah and then we uh, before we before we get to the Bray Wyatt segment of the show um, the uh, main event was meant to be Seamus Ricochet 
Solo Sokoa, and uh, Cross. Cross could, they announced that Cross couldn't participate because of what happened at the start of the show, the car accident, and the fact that Drew McIntyre laid him out. Um, so we have uh, we have Solo Sokoa, Ricochet, and Sheamus in the ring. So that, but I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's going to be a triple threat then. No, here is your fourth competitor. Rey Mysterio's music hits. And this leads me back to what I just said about the brands need to be separate. They need to be separated. If they're brands and they're on, you know, this, you're a Raw guy and you're a SmackDown girl or vice versa or whatever. If you're Raw or SmackDown, you need to stay on your relevant shows. You know, champions in terms of the tag team and Roman, because obviously they have both bouts for both shows. Um, we need to start. So I, I want, I would like, you know, the people are talking about maybe splitting the main bout, which I think needs to happen, or at least introduce a, uh, maybe bring back the World Heavyweight Championship. I would always champion that. I love that big gold bout. Um, bring it back, please. Um, uh, but um, Rey Mysterio comes out and it's, Rey Mysterio has been entered into the Fatal 4-Way, which is great. And I'm, But I'm watching this match and I'm going, and I'm not going to lie, I thought Sola Sokoa was going to win this match. And this was a really good Fatal 4-Way match, to be honest. A good main event to end SmackDown on. Um, this again leads into what I said earlier about Raw being too long. SmackDown's just long enough that it, um, I was actually excited. When I saw Ray's music, I was like, hey, Ray, you know, Ray's a big fixture from SmackDown back in, you know, 2000, 2003. Um, was one of those guys that helped make that show, the wrestling show back in the day. So it was so cool. And this is also a good way of keeping Ray away from Dom for now. Um, because I feel like the Dom-Ray saga can be told over the next three to four months probably even longer if they do it right. So this is a good way of separating Ray away from the Judgment Day for now. So Ray can kind of, because he doesn't want to compete anymore, he, he won't fight his son. And it's just, you know, from a from a fan's point of view, when as I've already said on the uh, Extreme Rules show, um, the best story that night, I believe, was the Judgment Day and the, um, the Edge and then uh, Dominic and Ray... The way they ended that I Quit match was fantastic. Leads it into Beth versus Rhea. Could the Judgment Day be taking on like you know the new you know Gallows and Anderson are back um, with AJ and maybe like Edge in there somewhere or you know some sort of combination of somebody. Maybe there's a new another member of Judgment Day we don't know about yet. I don't know, but the thing is the way they've done it, the heat that was generated at Extreme Rules. Was really good, and I'm actually you, I can't wait to see more of this. Dominic, Rhea, Beth. There's so many storylines within that group alone that can be really good going forward. And I hope it is. And they they don't, and I don't think they will, because we're seeing a lot of stories play out um, longer. And I like that because um, you want to see more. Um, I mean, I I feel I feel as though the Riddle Seth Rollins saga is over, but with Seth winning the United States Championship on Raw this past Monday. Apparently, if I read that right, Seth is going to be taking on Riddle for the United States Championship. So we're going to be revisiting it, but this time with a title on the line. So I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting. We've got to potential Brock and Lashley you know, happening as well. So we'll talk about that on, on, on the Wednesday show. Um, uh, yeah, this Fatal 4-Way was freaking brilliant. I, actually, it was a really good match. Um, I, I just realized I haven't mentioned we did see Liv Morgan um, uh, basically lose her shit backstage and beat up uh, Sonya Deville 
Uh, after Sonia Deal made some comments, she put her through a table. Uh, the attire that Liv was wearing, very similar to what she normally wears, but all black. So that indicates to me that we are... I, think, I said it before, I think, feel as though if she was going to keep the championship at Extreme Rules, she should turn heel. Um, I think maybe we are going to see that. It looks like we're going to see that. There's also talk about Wyatt Six, which I'll talk about in a moment. But yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, the Rey Mysterio match. So we got, as I said, we got uh, Ricochet, uh, Sheamus, Solo Sokoa, and Rey Mysterio in a fatal four-way match to earn a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. And also, like I said, Rey Mysterio officially on SmackDown. Again, how much that means at the moment is another thing. Um, uh, there's a couple of things I want to mention in here before I say who the winner is. Uh, but the match goes on. It's a really good match. Um, uh, during the contest, um, it was announced, as I've already said, that Rey Mysterio has joined SmackDown. Um, uh, Sheamus and Zakoa go at it, which was really good. Weirdly, Sheamus and Rey Mysterio have never faced each other one-on-one. They've teamed together, but they never fought each other. I wasn't aware of that. That's actually quite cool. There's a match there in itself. Uh, so does Sakoa, obviously, he's never faced Rey. Um, I don't know whether Ricochet has, but Ricochet and Rey had a really good moment in this match. They were doing, when the ring was clear with the other two, those two got to, we got to see a little snippet of what it could be like with Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet. And I tell you what, if you haven't seen this match, just to see Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio alone is worth going back and watching, ladies and gents. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, at one point, it looked like um, Sheamus was going to win. He had the, uh, the Cloverleaf on uh, Sokoa, but then Sami Zayn and Jey Uso came out at the A, the Bloodline teammate. Uh, but what I like about this is they were thwarted by the brawling brutes. This led to well, mayhem, basically. It went mental. Um, now, I said on the Extreme Rules show that maybe Imperium versus the Bloodline, maybe this could be the start of... This will keep... I, I'm going to say now, Rey Mysterio is the new number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Walter versus Rey Mysterio... Uh, Walter, Gunther, sorry, versus Rey Mysterio. This could be absolutely amazing, or it could be an absolute car wreck for Rey Mysterio. I don't know. But we know Rey Mysterio can win big matches. We know he can take on the big guys. So this is a good opportunity, I think, for Walter to show what more he can do with somebody like a Rey Mysterio. Um, but this also led, like I said, the Brutes and part of the bloodline going at it. So it ended up coming down to um, Ricochet Mysterio because uh, Sheamus went out with the uh, with the brutes to take on the the, the you know Sammy uh, Jay and Sokoa so we've got the brawling brutes and the bloodline this I think this is the start of it ladies and gents we're going to see bloodline versus the um uh possibly brutes versus the bloodline sorry is what I'm trying to say um Rick Shea Mysterio like I said they were doing something to be honest with you um uh, Rey Mysterio managed to capitalize anyway get a good reversal then hit the 619 winning the match and basically going on to face uh, w- uh, Walter. I keep saying Walter, Gunther, you know what I mean. Uh, I think kind of championship. I hope that's not going to happen at Crown Jewel. I actually want that to happen at Survivor Series. Um, my, my, obviously, I said this is a good way of keeping Ray and Dominic apart. Obviously, premium shows, we, you will have other members there. And this is why I want them to actually acknowledge the fact that, right, you guys need to stop turning up on SmackDown and Raw um, and actually separate them. Obviously, they're using stars at the moment to maybe fill certain areas. I don't know. But 
the way they talk is that oh yeah he's on smackdown she's on raw she's on smackdown she he's on raw so i kind of want that quelled so we can go yes you are raw and you are smackdown um i've already whinged about that enough this episode to be honest so we'll move on um Bray Wyatt spoke for the first time since his return to WWE. Don't know about you. I love that um that whole that whole entrance at Extreme Rules. We got sort of like played <laughs> right to the end of that pay-per-view. I I think I've already said it. I said it up late and I, that's one of the first I said 2019 Royal Rumble. It's actually the 2020 Royal Rumble when Drew McIntyre won. I get those confused. But um that was the last time that I uh, stayed up for one. So this is the first time I've stayed up once since 2020. Um, and I tell you what, doing this show and watching WWE at the moment, is it all amazing and perfect? No, but it's a damn sight better than what it has been. Um, and as I said, if you have the patience, there's a lot of foundations being laid here for future matches, future rivalries, and even callbacks at Rumbles, Mania. Like I said, this is I quite like the fact we took me and Tyler talk, spoke about it on the uh, review show of Extreme Rules. But this is a good way of keeping Sheamus away from uh, uh, Gunther for a while. And maybe we can revisit this down the line. Um, but maybe with the brawling brutes, you know, going uh, having that bit of a brawl with... Um, the bloodline, this could be an opportunity for maybe the tag team championships for maybe, uh, you know, Butch, uh, Ridge, the fridge, as they say, um, possibly taking it off the bloodline. I see you could argue that, you know, they're SmackDown guys, so they only, they can only go for the SmackDown tag team titles. Um, but I don't know, you know, like I said, they need to separate these shows or they need all the, or are we going to bring them all together? Again, so Raw and SmackDown are just the shows like they used to be back in the early 2000s. Who knows? Anyway, that's not what I was talking about, was it? Cheers. please. There we go. Um, Bray Wyatt spoke for the first time, as I said. Um, this was actually quite emotional, to be honest. It wasn't what, quite what I was expecting in terms of what Bray Wyatt was going to do. Um, I did see some negative comments towards this about, oh, I can't believe I've got Bray Wyatt on there and he's tearing up um it was really good i'm sorry but i i i enjoyed this in a sense of it was they did it enough that um we got he's basically saying that you know i lost my job i've lost some people that were very 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 important to me i lost my confidence i lost my job etc um and this isn't you know so and so talking this is me talking um uh, I mean, so one of the lines was, I'm incredibly grateful. I'm very nervous because I never thought this would happen. This is um, just me being me, genuine me for the first time. Uh, I've already said it, but he said, I lost my career. I lost my confidence. I lost two people who were very, very close to me. I lost my way. Um, you saved my life. Wyatt told the audience. Um, he told the, you know, he told him that he's a fan to ask him when he's coming back and stuff like that. Um and somebody put, oh, I can't believe you've ruined the Grey Wyatt character already. But it did, as he was doing this promo, um, the, the cryptic uh, Max Headroom-like figure appeared and warned that they uh, don't know who they're dealing with, but they will. Now, I don't know whether this person in the mask is Bray still or whether this is somebody else. I have no idea. A good theory that I read earlier was um, actually the Wyatt Six. A lot of people have been talking about Wyatt Six, right? So, you know, all this is going to be a stable. Um, 
but somebody put a good for a uh, good theory forward on I think it was on Reddit and um I didn't take the name down which I should have so I apologize but is the white six is not actually different people but actually six different personal um and other than wondering how Bray would portray Abby um I think it makes a lot of sense and I agree with this person he said maybe like Huskus uh, Harry you know Husky Harris um technically alive and never killed but you know who knows i don't know and um, then maybe mercy is nxt bray because we see the shirt that uh, that mercy wore and wears a uh, war at um extreme rules that's the like the buzzard bird type thing uh which you know it makes a lot of sense abby uh main roster wyatt family uh you know sister abigail abby died when orton burned down the shack hence why she has that dead look um they were always portraying abby as some like spirit anyway so maybe possessing bray which would be quite interesting i guess um uh, the rambling rabbit is uh wyndham returned to himself just like the rabbit was killed in the fun house for taking too much uh bray was fired from wwe for always standing up to vince due to his frustrations hence why he also has a messy look this would mean that bray is so obsessed and degra- deranged that he doesn't know what's fiction and what's real life anymore um, and the fiend's the fiend. The fiend's another uh, another personality that comes out of Bray, um, and so yeah. Um, and the sixth member could possibly be this masked person who we saw on the screen because he came up on the screen, said, "You don't uh, don't know who you're dealing with, but you will." And then the show went off the air with the Bray Wyatt symbol that we used, the butterfly sort of symbol that he's got at the moment. Um, and yeah, so that's essentially the six characters this person has put forward. Um, which I thought was quite a good, uh, quite a good theory, to be honest. And so instead of it being a stable, we have that mankind do love Cactus Jack thing going on with Bray. It's very interesting, to be honest. Um, and to me, that makes the most sense at the moment. What happens? I have no idea. All I know is I'm interested in what happens. I, I, I'm interested to know because I have no idea who does Bray have his first match with. Does he have just a random match with somebody, or or is Bray? I think Bray is probably too big of a character. Uh, maybe he needs to go after somebody um, like on the main roster. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know whether titles matter to Bray. I always thought that with the Bray Wyatt character, it wasn't about titles. Not really. I know he was the universal champion, uh, but I always thought that uh, titles didn't matter to Bray in a sense of he'll get it when he needs it, but that's not his goal. You know, it never seemed like it was. Um, so yeah, that I mean, I always thought, I thought it was a good theory. So instead of it being a stable, it's going to be uh, you know it's the personalities of Bray, which I thought was quite interesting to be honest with you. Um, I want to thank everybody once again for listening to the show. Thank you for tuning to SJP World Media, and thank you very very much for listening to In the Corner. I am Benny Mac, and we will see you all again on Wednesday. Enjoy Raw. Any thoughts on this Bray stuff or anything on the wrestling? Send them my way, DM me, whatever, at In The Corner, WWE on Twitter. And I will see you all again on Wednesday for some more WWE news. And hopefully we might have figured out what Bray Wyatt's doing. 